What's up, everybody? Welcome to your kind of funny vids. Spoiler cast for Life is Strange. I'm Greg, and this is Michelle. Michelle. Michelle Cole. I'm sorry. Are we, were that formal? I thought <laughs> oh, we were no, bros. No. Sorry, I was thinking that we were asking for my name. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. I knew your so name. Maybe we should start again. No, we'll leave no. it in there. This is how kind okay. of funny rolls. Sorry, guys. We call it garbage <laughs> truck on fire. No, hey, thank you for coming through. Give me a handshake yeah, there. It's a pleasure. So much. We've it's already pleasure. hugged. Don't worry. Everybody knows I'm a hugger. We got the table in the way. Yeah. Um, you're here to talk about Life is Strange. Now, if, if if the title and what I just said a second ago didn't spoil it for you, this is a spoiler cast. You should only watch this if you've beaten Life is Strange. This is yeah, not definitely. This is not going to be like the Steve Gaynor spoiler cast for Gone Home, where an hour and fifteen minutes in, I spoiled Gone Home. I'm going to spoil <laughs> Life is Strange pretty much from the get go. Okay. But the first thing I need to do, Michelle, is apologize to you. Why? I feel like I've done you a disservice, sir. Why? I, Why I interviewed <laughs> you at E3. You came on the show. Alexa came on the show. This Ashley girl. I'd never heard of her before. She's never done anything since came on the show. And we were sitting there talking about Life is Strange. But I told you, I've only played episode one at this point. Episode four had just come out. Alexa was shaking me, telling me I had to have played it. But E3 was there and it was too much and I didn't get to play it. I finally sat down and played all of Life is Strange. Cool. Uh, just what Christmas break, right before the new year. And goddamn was it good. And I usually, awesome. <laughs> I take my, you know, my role in the industry... Is very small, right? But I get a chance to talk to people and tell them games they should be playing, games they should be caring about. Life is Strange is 100% a game everyone should be playing and caring about. And I feel like I did you a disservice by not playing it earlier. Oh, oh so thank you so much for that. And no, it's cool. It's really cool that you had the chance to play it uh, eventually. And that's, that's great. Thank you. <laughs> it is great. Life is Strange, everybody. Now, but here's what I like about Life is Strange. It's like right now people are getting another shot to play it. So it came out, yeah. it was digital, but now you got this collector's edition coming out. Yeah, and we are really happy to have to have this um, because when we started to to work on the game, we knew that it would be digi digital only, mm -hmm. and we we thought that we would never have a box release. And Square Enix was so happy with the game that they they told us that they wanted to make a box version, and even more that make make a limited edition with uh, with cool stuff in it. So you know, I'm really happy that there is a new opportunity for new players to discover the game, and even for other players to. To get the hard book and the and the soundtrack and stuff like stuff like that, it's really cool. So when you, st how long have you been working on Life is Strange? Um, it's been quite a long ride because actually the the real production time was around one year and a half. Okay. But we started really work on the game. We were a really really small team of three three people mm -hmm. uh, when we started to create the the concept for the game, and it was a bit um, like. Two, um, a bit more than two years ago, two years and a half ago. Okay. Um, so we had almost one year of mostly just conception phase, uh, not full time, with uh, with a really uh, a really really small team. Um, because at the beginning it was a side project for Dontnod. So we are at Dontnod Entertainment. We are an independent studio working yeah. with publishers, but we we just finished working on Remember Me with Capcom, and there was those ideas to maybe make Remember Me Two or mm -hmm. other big projects. And um, one of the co-founders of the company come, came to, to, to myself and two other co-workers and proposed us, proposed us to think about a small independent game that we could maybe self-publish as a company. And we had mostly, um, we, we could mostly do whatever we wanted to do. The only constraint was to somehow use some of the knowledge we had on Remember Me working with time time mechanism sure you know if you played remember me we maybe you remember those uh, memory remix sequences and this was the beginning of uh, really the, the only constraint we had to maybe use again this uh, rewind mechanism and trying to improve it and and use it in the game so we went stormed a lot and we were a bit on our own for one year just working on the maybe on 
on our love project. And when you're, we, exactly. When you're yeah. working on it and it's just try this indie thing and this love yeah. project, did you think it would ever actually come to be? Um, we hoped to yeah. uh, because we were really passionate about it. And we something that's interesting that we didn't, when we were working on it at the beginning, we never thought about uh, targeting audience, uh, marketing. Uh, we just wanted to tell this story and make the game we, we really were, were passionate about. A game that was mostly for us as gamers at the, at first and, and for creators and for us as creators. And we really tried to completely shy away uh, from uh, to what kind of people we should target the game for, what, mm. uh, what will be the sales. What we, we were really not thinking about that and just thinking about writing this story, making those characters and, and creating the, maybe the game of our dreams. I don't know, something like that. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I mean, like gaming your dreams, is, is, is that how you think of Life is Strange? Right now, um, I think at this point of my career, yes, I think it's already the, the project I'm the most proud of uh, having worked on, uh, for sure. And so was it the, did the story idea and like, did you think about like, is it the story idea that comes first or is it the fact that like we have this awesome time manipulation mechanic? Is that it's, it's a bit of both. We, we, had, we, we knew that we wanted to have the time mechanism, but we, mm-hmm. you can use time mechanism in so many different projects. It can be an action game, it can be... An adventure game. It can. It could be a just just only a puzzle game with time time mechanism. Sure. So we already started to brainstorm a lot with, with that in mind with um, with um, the two other people with um, and so there is uh, my co game director um, because we we are two directors on the game. There is uh, the other one is Raoul Barbet and we worked uh, closely also with our French writer Jean Luc Cano. So but you're the only person here because you're the most important. <laughs> uh, no, I can say that. You can't oh. say that. I'm, letting, I'm kidding no. everybody at home. Don't listen to him. That's not, that, that's not true. <laughs> or they will kill me at work if I say that. So, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, we started to really think about what what we could do with this. And quite quite early, we knew that we wanted to do an adventure game, uh, more using some of the legacy of the old point-and-clicks game. Sure. Um, I think because we were... You know, in Remember Me, we, we had the chance to work a lot on the... I was the art director on Remember Me. We worked a lot on the environment. I think we, we created a, a really cool universe. But si- since it was um, an action game, it was quite fa- fast-paced. You're running uh, through those environments. Yes, you're running yes, through, you run through. And we had a lot of environmental storytelling, but it was somehow lost with the rhythm. You just were, were, you, you, you were rushing the game. Yeah. So we knew that we wanted to have something where we could maybe take a lot of... Take a, where the player could take his time and and where we could use this environmental storytelling to really be a part of the story. Mm-hmm. And um, so adventure game, um, point and click adventure game was really a good genre for us to to start on that. And then we started really to brainstorm about the core idea and character of the game. So there was a lot of different leads. Uh, we had some pitch with, with a male character. We had some pitch with another setting. But I think that the pitch we have right now in Life is Strange was for us the strongest because it's was really resonating with the time travel mechanism because we have all those, this kind of nostalgia in the game. Yeah. Uh, the high school setting is um, for most of the players is, 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 uh, is in the past for them. So it goes well with the idea of going back in time. And um, when you're a teenager, um, we think that it's still a, a moment of your life when you're making your decisions that will affect a lot of what's how you will be later as an adult. So and there's we, so many I wish I could rewind. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think we could. We 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 everyone everyone of us would want to change things of our teenage years. Um, and yeah, we also we are guys in our thirties, so we we grew up with uh, American pop culture. 
So there was a lot of influences from that uh, that we really loved, like um, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, yeah. like uh, Veronica Mars, like the X Files, like Twin Peaks. So all of this somehow we started to to create this uh, this story, um, and I think it's really a work of uh, working everything at the same time: story, game design, characters main themes and start to build uh, layer by layer everything until you find something that's completely cohesive um, because I think that for me what's most important in a game is to to be sincere about something to have a strong message a strong point of view and try to have everything go into that direction instead of trying to do a bit of everything sure um, and so we really try to focus on uh, nostalgia time mechanism, and of course, this coming-of-age story, because really the main theme of the game is the coming-of-age story of Max. Mm -hmm. um, and yes, yeah, starting from that, we worked on the secondary characters. We brought Chloe quite early in the, in the writing, but at the beginning, we didn't have Chloe. We only had Max and this um, uh, high school setting slowly, slowly going down into a more darker theme with the adult world. But, sure. uh, but it wasn't completely working. And when we added the character of Chloe, we knew that we had something that was really, really good because we all we really fell in love with uh, with the relationship between those two girls and we knew that we could use this relationship to really tell this story talk about the main theme of the game the fact that you have to make sacrifices to to become an adult to to grow up and to advance in your life but also about all the secondary secondary themes we have in the game uh, all those real life issues with uh, domestic violence and sure. and cyberbullying and um uh, Even the more things, there's the blended family, right? Of how do you yeah, relate to a stepfather yeah, yeah. that isn't your father exactly. and you miss your real father. So yeah, I think it's uh, it was a, a really an, an awesome time when we were just working on that and finding the bricks that to build um, sure. layer by layer this, this story. Well, you talk about the layers and layers of this, though. Whenever I talk to a developer, I feel like the thing most say, right, is that by the end, they can't tell if it's good or not. They can't tell if this is working or not because they've just been in it so long. Yeah. When you're lost with all these layers, do you know or do you even allow yourself to think at any point that you have something special, that you that you guys are working on something that's going to um, resonate with people? To be honest, we, we had doubts uh, every time, all along the process, because you're, like you said, you're never sure um, it will work. You're never sure it will reach an audience. Uh, even if we were not really thinking about that, we were not sure. We knew that for us, it was interesting. We were talking about stuff and, and characters and themes that was that were important for us. But would it work for others? We had no clue at all, to yeah. be honest. And and I think that it was hard because even when we were talking about the project to even other people in, in the company, they were really looking at us with big eyes like, okay, you're make, telling us a story about two girls. We just did Remember Me, yeah. and now we're <laughs> walking around rooms and looking through scraps of paper and picking yeah, up notes and exactly. taking photos. Like you, you're telling us that you have those two girls who just won't do a lot of things without a, a lot of actions, Yeah, yeah. and we'll be talking and talking about their friendship, and are you sure it's interesting? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's hard, um, it, but I completely understand that... Um, on paper, it's hard to sell this kind of project sure. because it's quite different. Do you start, I mean, is positive reinforcement coming through through playtesting? I mean, is there some? Is there a moment, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I keep bringing up Steve Gaynor because he was on just a second ago. And yeah. uh, when we did his spoiler cast for Gone Home, that's what he was talking about, right? It's like, they sent out a build of Gone Home to people they trusted and other developers that they respect, right? And seemed like universally responsible was, where's the rest of the game? I want to keep playing the game. And they were like, okay, we're on to something. Um, I think that... It's, it wasn't that easy for us because we, 
Um, we, we managed to convince uh, people in the company that it was good because uh, after just the pitch of the story, we quickly, quickly built the prototype. Mm -hmm. It was the scene in, um, in episode one in Chloe's room where, where Max and Chloe are seeing each other for the first sure. time and you explore Chloe's room and then you have the, uh, the drugs, the, the drugs, of course, and, and the scene with David. And when we had this scene working as a prototype with really bad graphics and bad animations, but still, <laughs> still a prototype with... Uh, <laughs> We still had the music and the lighting and some of the mood was here. And then when we showed that to the company, to other, to other people in the company, I think they really loved it. Uh, our producer, our producer um, Luke, um, he was not working with us at the, at, at the moment. He was working on another project. And when he played this prototype, he just came to us after, after playing and, and saying that he, want, he wanted to work on this with us, that he just loved it. Uh, so we, we knew at this moment that we had okay. something that was working. But it was still a long stretch before showing that to publishers and, sure. and finding a publisher that was that would be that would be with us on that. <laughs> and so then I think you know I reached out to people on kindoffunny.com slash forums and asked for questions. And one of them came from our friend uh, Frank Sizemore, the Arctic Sloth, and he mm -hmm. says, "So how did you guys end up getting published by Square Enix? Like, were you did you have to go shop this around to a bunch of different people? Yeah. Were you ever thinking about doing it on your own completely indie?" So, at the beginning, we wanted we wanted to go completely indie, but um, the company was in a difficult times because um, Remember Me wasn't uh, the success uh, we needed it to be. Right. Uh, it was a, a moderate success, but not enough. It, to... didn't, it didn't do the huge numbers. Yeah, it didn't yeah. Do, do huge number. It was it was okay, but it uh, didn't bring more money to the company, uh, more money than what Capcom or, yeah. originally gave us. Um, and Capcom was closing the deal with most of these Western companies, so there was no Remember Me 2 on the on the horizon. Gotcha. So the top management of Dontnod, um, um, the CEO, told us, okay, we need to sell this project because we cannot do it uh, by ourselves anymore. So we went to a lot of publishers, uh, showing the prototypes and, and, a, and a pitch we, where we were presenting the game. And it, it had a good reception uh, with a lot of publishers, but... Most of the publishers still wanted to change a lot of things in, in it. They said, oh, yes, it's interesting, but maybe you should have more action or maybe you should have a male character mm. or maybe you should add QTE or stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We. And you're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and Square Enix, actually, uh, they loved it. Uh, when we showed the prototype, it was really, it didn't take a long, long time before they came back to us and said that they wanted to, to do this game with us. It was it was awesome, uh, and I think that they were yeah they were we we were in contact with the um, London office from Square Enix, and most of the guys we saw they were were really in love with the project and and really supportive and it was signed quite quite quickly and then we went on production and and we did the game with them, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, obviously, and now you have yeah. your limited edition. Yeah, with your soundtrack art book, which is really really cool. Here's the big question I haven't asked you about this, and I know we know we're cordial. We're friends. I hugged you, as I said earlier. <laughs> I, I like things called trophies. You know, these PlayStation Network yeah. trophies and stuff. Is it a new platinum on this? Do you know? Is it share a trophy list with the episodic game, or is this its own platinum trophy? That's a good question. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. I think it shares the same one as, as the digital edition. I'm pretty sure it does. And maybe I'm wrong, and I'm sorry. I'm not completely sure about this answer. I'll check it out, <laughs> and I'll post it in the comments. I'll let you know the definitive answer in the description. I'd ask Kevin to do it, but I know Kevin okay. doesn't know how to do that kind of thing. You know how to do that kind of thing, Kevin? No, you don't know how to do that kind of thing. You're <laughs> worthless over there. Um, so you get it published. You get a publisher. You get on track. They don't want to change anything. Thank God. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Then what happens? Is the next big milestone in episode one comes out? Uh, yes, I think we, we then we start to finish... Uh, um, working on the 
pre-production. So prototype was almost the, the pre-production, but we still we still needed to reach the level of polish that mm -hmm. was wanted for the game. So we sure. worked a bit more on that. So with the uh, final character models for Max and Chloe, and uh, and the good good tech and. Um, and we did a new audio recording for the the, the real voice acting. Sure. And then and this we is where Ashley comes in. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and and yeah, we were also working at the same moment on episode one and episode two. Uh, and Problem then, with episodic content. Yeah, 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 <laughs> it's uh, it's really not as easy as people think it is. It's actually it's quite harder than making a game in 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 one release. Sure, I bet. Yeah. Because it's basically it's like making five different games. Because with, with no downtime at all between each game, so you're just finishing one game and you're already working on the right. next one. There's no the chance. Next one, to, the there's one. no. There's no. no milestone where you can stop no. and have a celebration. Episode one's out. It's like no. We we, we 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 had some parties after the release of an episode, but uh, the the next days we were still at work. Uh, yeah. With the hangover of the party. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, it's basically making five games with two to three months for each, each game. Wow. Which is quite quite short. <laughs> So now, was that your first episodic game? Yeah, it was. Now that you're on the other side of it, do you think you'd ever do it again? Did you like that? Did you not yeah, like it? Um, yeah, I, I really loved it. Um, I, it was our, our goal from the beginning to be episodic. Um, for my side, it was really on the creative point of view because we really wanted to explore this um, this way of, uh, of, sto this story of storytelling using, uh, of course, the knowledge of TV shows. And sure. It's really a different structure. Um, I think that... There is a lot of um, really um, advantage of doing that for us on a creative point of view. Is uh, you can really um, control the pacing because on you know that most of the players will play one episode in in a go sure. in one one playthrough. Sure. So you really know when they start and when they stop. So we can really structure the episode having that, that in mind, and it also allows us to have um, slow moment uh, to have a different rhythm during the episode. In a in a in a game that released as a maybe twenty hours game. A player can stop whenever he wants, and if he stops at a moment of uh, big, slow, slow pacing, he might feel bored and maybe not want to come back. Mm. Um, in an episodic release, we we knew that the end of each episode, like in TV show, we could have those cliffhangers or uh, crescendo or big moments that would keep the players on their seats and wanting to come back for the next episodes. Um, and it also forces us to create the game on a chronolo chronological order. Sure. Because mostly when you're making, making a big game, sometimes you're starting by the end. You're, you're, not, made for, you're, you're, you're not always making the levels in, in the... The proper order. The in the proper order, order. yeah. Right, right, and, right. and sometimes it, it ends up with cuts and changes and stuff that doesn't make sense in the story-wise. So... When you're is one of the be be benefits of episodic that you get to see the comments and you get to see yeah, what people is, are saying about it in the criticisms. There is that also. There is there is really I think a lot of um, a lot of positive aspects. There is uh, also the fact that there is five releases uh, of the game, so there is a much more um, media presence because mm -hmm. if after each episode you have some reviews, some articles, some marketing from sure. the publisher, so the game is growing more and more instead of. One game that every everyone plays a game at its release and then it starts to, to, to sure you get one big to, to debut, disappear. right? Yeah. And, if, and, and if then then it something vanishes. moves, they should come around your release date. You get yeah. this Fallout Four sniffing around, yeah. and you're screwed. And so yeah, over. You yeah because people finish the game in two days and then everything yeah. is out, and people don't, don't don't talk about it. Doesn't talk about about it much more. But with episode, there is also this waiting time between episodes that some players don't like it or. We we can hear that a lot of the from from some of the community that 
I don't like episodic games because I have to wait. Uh, they're screwing us because they want to make more money, which is not the case at all because uh, the, the game is not made uh, in one go and then we, we don't cut it in five parts and wait to release him. We're, sure. We are really working uh, during the, the, the conception, the, during the... Um, when, when episode one is released, we are still working on episode two, and et cetera, et cetera. We are not, uh, the game is not done before. Right, yeah, you're not just cutting it up and sitting yeah. back <laughs> watching the checks yeah. roll. Exactly. But I really think that in the end, I see it more positive even for the player, because looking at the community, um, I'm looking a lot of, uh, I'm on Twitter, on Reddit, uh, and I think that we have a, a, an awesome community with Life is Strange. It's sure. really cool. I, I've been amazed by the number of discussions, fan arts, uh, theories, uh, fan fictions, cosplays. Uh, letters we are receiving almost every day from the fans. It's it's incredible. So right. thank you to, to our thanks thanks to our community for that. Well, I mean, speaking on their behalf, thank you for making the game. Like you know oh, what I mean. Thanks. Like that's <laughs> the thing about it is like when I played episode one, I enjoyed it, right? And I was like, this is cool, and it wasn't yeah, what I expected. Yeah, I think that was yeah. one of the things about it is it kind of rocked me because jumping into it, I wasn't sure what I was getting into, and I played. I was like, oh, this has its own pace you know what i mean this isn't exactly what i thought it was going to be especially at the end the lighthouse we see the tornado yeah, I'm like yeah, what yeah, the yeah. fuck is this game even about you know right, what i mean right. like what the yeah. hell is going on that's not something hard to explain even in a pitch <laughs> right exactly but then coming back to it and like you know i i enjoy episodic content like so it's yeah. not that i didn't wait for them to stack up because okay. i wanted to do it all yeah. i wanted to go i just did it because that's how my schedule sh- shook out but the relationship you develop with max mm. and with chloe and with the family you know what i mean like joyce you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like just wanting to hang out and talk to her all the time, yeah. right? Like by the end of that, you know, I, I, you know, I have enough, you know, I'm, I'm dialed into this internet every so often. I look on the Reddits and I look on the <laughs> Twitters and obviously I have friends who are super into this, right? And do the Chloe cosplay and do all these different oh, things. that's cool. And it's one of those like from episode one, I didn't see like why people are affected that much by it. But once mm. you get in there, it's, it yeah. was like, you know, slowly easing into a pool. Like before mm-hmm, you knew it, mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, I remember finishing and episode it, four and it I was grows, like, oh, it grows with you. Uh, exactly. I exactly. I got to jump right yeah. in. That's cool. No. And, and I think that's something, looking at, yeah, at the player discussions and the reaction, even the players were saying, oh, I, I hate the fact that I have to wait. Those, even, even those players, they were participating into discussions yeah. and talking about it. And, and I think that if see, we are seeing that it works for TV shows. And it works also for games because you are creating this, um, those talks between the players. They are talking about what they liked in the episode. They are talking about expectations, what could happen, what will happen in the next one. They are creating those, uh, those chat groups together, talking sure. about the games. And, and it makes also the characters live um, within their discussions and their, and their imaginations between the weight of the episodes. And I think that's something that we, can, we, we are able to create really a character-centric story with the episodic format that a game in one go sometimes might, might be less focused on the characters and more focused on the big story or mm-hmm. what's happening. Uh, I think that's the same for movies and TV shows. When you finish a TV show, sometimes, a lot of time you have the feeling that you are uh, losing some friends or leaving some friends behind. Yeah. When you finish a movie, you are most the feeling that you, you, you are excited about the, the stories, about what happened, but it's a bit less about the characters, I think. And that's something that we could really work well with the episodic format, working on the characters. Well, that's something, yeah, it's interesting you get to that because now, now you've stumbled onto, the, I think, the big thing about Life is Strange and video games and where we are right now with adventure mm-hmm. games and story-based narratives and stuff like that is the fact that when we're in a game like Life is Strange and we're making these choices as Max and then you let it breathe like you are where there are all yeah. these gaps and I want to go talk to somebody because I want to know what they chose, right? The way mm-hmm. they handle the situations is always different than how I did. I feel like 
it's almost like it's different from TV shows. Because TV shows, yes, like when a TV show ends, and I'm, I'm really into it, right? It is. I'm saying goodbye to my friends. It's like graduation day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Movies, I, it's always like, oh, I wonder what happened after the credits. But I'm not mm-hmm. like shook up about it. Whereas games like yours, I feel like think of it as like bricks being laid down and then we come in and we are the mortar between them right we're the concrete laid between the bricks and we start filling in those gaps and that's where it starts to become that we have ownership over the character right yeah exactly and it works in both ways where it's like i love max and then as i'm sure you know a lot of people were upset with the ending this isn't how this should have ended and da 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 like that like when you are making the game and episode one comes out episode two comes out people start to feel that connection and start doing the cosplay and sending yeah, letters and like were you expecting that like you know what i mean like i that's the one thing as a creator i wouldn't know like what to expect the audience reaction no to be perfectly honest we we were not expecting anything at all we were not really thinking about what how the, what would happen and we were definitely not expecting this level of uh, of passion yeah. be, be for for the fans for for the game and and we we are so happy about it. Uh, it's um, it, it's amazing because we we wanted to create good characters and a good story. But seeing how players are draw, making those cosplays, those fan arts, those those fan fictions about about the game, about the characters, and and everything, it's amazing because it's it shows that it really grew with them. Uh, that we that we made something special for them. I don't sure. know. Um, and and even more than that, it's some of the letters we are receiving. Um, you know, so we are talking about some difficult themes in the game, so some social issues, some yeah. stuff that are sometimes quite dark or not easy. Um, and we are receiving a lot of letters of players um, talking to us about their personal experience and how they could relate to what happened, what's happening to the characters, or even how the game has helped them. And this is incredible. Um, I received a, a letter not so long ago from uh, from a girl who said to me that because of the game, she she decided to try to make contact again with an older friend from her, and that now they are talking again and seeing each other again, which which to me is crazy. That uh, uh, but it's really good. But no, it's, yeah. it's, it's crazy that the game pushed that, and and it's it's good. I'm happy about it. Uh, and an, another guy uh, did write us that. Uh, because of the game, he he, he is a he was a, a photographer on his side, but he never never uh, dared to show some of his his pictures to people. Yeah, and the game pushed him to try to show his work uh, to to the public. That's because that's basically one of the message we have in the game that uh, about the photography class that Max should stop being so shy and so insecure and so sure. Go win that contest. Yeah, Go yeah. to San Francisco. Exactly. Yeah. And 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 the guy did that exactly. And now he's showing his photos and he's getting feedback and and wants to be a photographer again. And and he thanked us for he, he did write to us to thank us for that. And that's amazing. Sure. I mean, yeah. that's the power of the medium, right? I think yeah, the yeah. fact that like you get to step into someone else's shoes put on their life, you know, in this like yeah. cosplay incident or whatever, and go out and live yeah. it in this world and then take those experiences. Cause that's the thing, right? At the yeah. end of it, like my girlfriend and I didn't have a, it wasn't a real argument, but she was like, <laughs> I can't I so. stand Chloe. And I was like, bitch, step back. You know what I mean? Like I was like, I was taking my earrings out. I'm ready to fight for Chloe. I love Chloe. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was that discussion but we had to have of like, she read into these scenarios in different ways than how I read into it. You played together? Or you, or, no, we or played a part. Okay, she beat me long before and I did. So she would come out and watch me and be like, oh. That's cool because um, that's also something we we wanted to have in the game that we have a lot of choice and there is a lot of small variations in the game. Yeah. And our goal wasn't to to have Chloe the perfect character that everybody would, would like. 
and even more uh, reactions to you are also depending on the choice you make. So, so basically, I think that you had two different experiences, you and, and your girlfriend, based on the way you played the game and yeah. how you experience your relationship with Chloe, which is awesome because at the end, it really changed your way the way you, you approach the final choice and oh, yeah. the way she did approach the oh, final yeah. choice is completely different based on everything you did before in the game. And that's something that's interesting because it comes to a point that I know that um, a lot of people did um, critis- criticize us for the fact that you have only two choices at the end. Right. Um, that people are saying, but if we have only two choices and two endings, does, doesn't it mean that every choice we made during the game is useless? And I can definitely understand this this uh, this concern, this critique. Um, but it was really a a choice we we had from the beginning, something that we really wanted to push. Because for us, um, I, I really think that you are you are approaching the final choice based on every choice and consequence you had before in the sure. game. So even if it's not in your face with a lot of variations, I really think that every choice in your in the game are really. Um, Changing the way, the, changing the ending because it changed your perception of what choice you should make at the end, and that's that's what that was for us our goal because this is the main theme of the story of Life is Strange is really a story of a coming of age story where you should um, learn or or see that in order to to grow up to go forward in your life you need sometimes to stop looking to the past and to accept a trade off to accept a sacrifice sure. and to make. A, to, to take a stand, to make a, a solid decision, be it uh, sacrificing Chloe or sacrificing the tone. But this decision, for me, is um, you, you take it based on everything you did before. And when you decide to, you accept one of those two decisions, it's when you start to accept that you should concentrate on the future and of what will happen next. Yeah. And not try to have this perfect life and changing everything and always try to, to have a perfect outcome. Because we think that in life, there is never a perfect. It's never, it's never black yeah, and white it's, like that. Exactly, right? yeah, it's yeah, never yeah. perfect. It's always, um, it's more always a, a question of accepting some some stuff and takes make the best out of it and and seek more of the future and not sure. of the past. I'm gonna I'm gonna tomorrow. There's a Square Enix event here. Yep. By the time this posts on Friday, it'll have already happened. Okay. So everybody, go look at his interviews because here I'm gonna give you this chestnut. Right when I <laughs> reviewed Walking Dead season one. We got to the end and people were mad that it came back together and these were the yeah. endings and how does this, well, well, I want to do this, that, and the other. And what I kept telling people is, even though we had all this choice in the game, right, the, it, what we had was a coloring book page. We all had yeah. the same coloring book page and we all filled it in differently and colored it different with our experiences, yeah, yeah, right? Exactly. And at the end, when you step back, we still all had the same page, the same game, but mm. w- those choices are what Completely matter, different. not your final yeah. one, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I you think can use uh, that. That's free. You don't have to credit yeah, anything. No. You can like you invented it. <laughs> and uh, we, we also have, of course, um, the saying that it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. Right, exactly. But even, even if I like this saying, I still think that the, the destination is important. And, um, and for us, it, the destination was making this strong decision and really thinking about it and, and accepting it. And it's still, it's still a hard choice and it's still something... It was... A, I mean, we could have done, uh, and we thought about it at a point uh, because we knew the concern. We knew we knew that the public would say, "Oh, we would like to have uh, fifteen different endings with sure. a lot of change based of when you wh- what you made." But we really thought that it would have against the the main point, the main message. You're of telling the game a story, we, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's something we really had from the beginning that we wanted to to have all those tales. Uh, and and basically, the rewind is a metaphor of always trying, wanting to try to make things perfect. 
and it's when you can't. So basically, we are giving the players a power that um, to to really explain that you cannot change everything. So it's it's a bit tricky. It's a bit um, maybe we are a bit mean with the player. We give we give them <laughs> this power just to show them that we shouldn't want to have this power. We should right. just focus on what's of improving ourselves as human beings with what we have and not trying to deceive uh, reality by changing sure. everything. So were <laughs> you prepared for that reaction to the end? Because I feel like yeah. riding, because this is something that was interesting to me, right? Is like, since I was like waiting to play, I knew I, knew I yeah. liked Life is Strange. I was going to play Life is Strange. I stayed away from reviews and message boards and I just ignored it all. So it wasn't until I put up the question asking for, you know, questions for you on mm-hmm. the forum, kind of funny.com slash forums. Uh, that was that I, we got a whole bunch of people asking yeah. about the ending in this. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, this. I was like, Oh, I didn't even realize it got to that, but it makes sense. But were you prepared for the fact that like for four episodes, everybody's like, we love these people. And we love you. And we love the game. And then it's like five. <laughs> they're like, ah, oh, fuck you. Yeah, Two yeah. endings. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We, we were prepared for that. We knew that uh, it would, we knew that it would come to that, but to be honest, I did read a lot of, um, again, of the forums of, of players. And I have the feeling that still a lot of players um, were still happy with uh, how it ended. And I've read a lot of uh, videos and comments from players that exactly got what we what yeah. we had in mind. So, But I, I completely understand also the players who don't like it because that's the same thing with TV shows. When you are invested so much in a game and, and with the waiting time, you are creating your own vision of what should be the ending, exactly. of what you would la- like to have. And when the reality arrives, it's not the same as you wanted. But even that work a bit as our message that sometimes things, <laughs> but I don't know if it's good, but that sometimes things are not what you expect and that sometimes you have also to to go with what life is giving you and and try to make the best out of it. I'm not saying that <laughs> players should accept our endings because of that, but it's still also some kind of the, the big message we, we had. No, but, and, but that's always the problem. Not even the problem, I guess. That's the slippery slope with choice. Yeah, yeah, of course. And especially what you're talking about and where we're talking about, like, you know, I'm talking about the concrete between the bricks, right? In the way that you figure when you're playing a game and you're making the choices and you're developing the character and then there's this time and you're thinking you're in Max's headspace yeah, of how yeah, you'd yeah. handle it. When you get to a situation and there's choices A and B and there isn't a C and you're like, well, I would have done this. That's when it gets weird, right? And you have to remember yeah, that yeah. it is a game and there's this different thing. And uh, another critique I've read is uh, about the ending of... Well, hold on um, one second. I have a question about that. Okay. I don't want you to steal oh, that. Okay. Yennefer wrote into kind of funny com slash forums where I posted this and said uh, she wanted to know what have you learned or taken away from the criticisms regarding the endings I was really disappointed by them but I still love the game because of the journey up until that point was so beautiful and moving more than most games I've played in my life however I think the destination and ending is just as important as the journey so it I'm is. curious about any particular criticism you've seen that made you go yeah you're right probably could have done that better as I think it's important for any creator to look back on their work and acknowledge what they could have improved upon. Then she has a PS. Thank you for Life is Strange. In spite of how I feel about the way it ended, it's an <laughs> overall really important game for women, especially teen girls such as myself, people exploring their sexuality, dealing with depression and anxiety, and the industry as a whole for its representation of female characters. Also, I really appreciate Daniel, a very minor character, but it was validating seeing a Hispanic character in a game that I really came to love. So she had, she she did that thing where she's like... I'm upset about this, but don't. This doesn't negate everything you did right. But thank you, uh, thank you so much. That's a good long question, <laughs> <laughs> and and I really love Daniel too. Daniel is a, was yeah, a really oh, good yeah, character. Yeah. And we just before answering the big question, we really try to focus, even if they don't have a lot of time. The minor characters, we try to work a, a lot uh, of them because it's also what creates a, a, a real world. Of course, we have Max and Chloe and the main secondary characters, but all the tertiary 
cast is important for us. So we try to 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 shape them in a good way. And it's because it's a school, right? Like how many yeah, there's your course. core group of, of friends that you interact with every day, yeah. but there's people you pass and you know once in a while in a class talk to you totally. So about the question, um, but yeah, you, you so, are a glutton for punishment. You say you look at all the videos, you read all the yeah, comments. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how to slit your wrists, but okay. No, 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 I, I I do, and 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 it's it's really interesting because of course every every kind of critics is interesting, um, even because uh, of course we 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 made mistakes, and no. also I think we all do, <laughs> and and also because even when you still feel strong about something, it's interesting to to see how people perceived what you wanted to make. And oh, yeah. doesn't mean that I would change things, but it also means that I'm really aware that there is a lot of per different perceptions. So about the ending, I think I already talked about, to me, the destination is, I, I'm, she's completely right, is as important as the journey. And for us, the destination was the destination we proposed in the game, which might not feel complete for some players, but it, uh, it was really our goal to, to have this. Um, and one of the critiques I read is that people are lacking closure uh, with those two endings. And when I read um, more of those critiques, for example, in the ending when you're sacrificing the tone and saving Chloe, people say that they would have loved to see what will happen next, what Max and Chloe will do in a few days, sure. uh, who is alive, who is dead. And of course we thought about that. And we, we were thinking about maybe putting some of that, but ultimately we thought that it wouldn't work with the ending, um, that it would somehow reduce the message we had. Because when you make the final choice, you, are, you really have to take a position between accepting to sacrifice everything for Chloe or accepting to sacrifice Chloe to save the town and the other people. Yeah. And when you're making the decision of thinking that Chloe is what's the most important for you because of all the, bond, the bonding you, you had with her, and if you accept to sacrifice everything else, you shouldn't look back. Uh, I, I think that you shouldn't even know what's, what's happening. Uh, you know, we could have shown that some people are still alive, that maybe uh, people survived. That, but if you start to show that, you are reducing the really strong position that Max and the player did by, okay, I want to be with Chloe. Everything else doesn't matter. So if it doesn't matter, why show it? We, we thought about that. No, that's <laughs> And point. also, we didn't want to show... We could have vignette at the end, like two weeks or one month sure, after sure, sure. showing Max and Chloe, I don't know, uh, uh, getting romantic, rom romantically involved or, or getting into a motel or stuff like that. But in Life is Strange, we, which is a game about choice and consequences, in the game, we never took away, we tried to, to take away the less possible way the, the freedom from the player. And if we start to show what will happen in two months, three months, one year, I think that we are taking the right of the player to create his story mm. by creating, creating it for him. Um, so basically what we wanted to do is during the whole game, you are playing Max, you are shaping Max the way you want by your action and decision and consequences. Either, for example, you are um, creating a romantic relationship with Chloe or Chloe is your best friend or you are not really liking Chloe. It depends on uh, the, uh, the, the way you play. Right. And even the way you are interacting with other characters, you are making Max a really nice and benevolent uh, person or you are making her a bit more selfish. It depends on the way you are playing it. So I think that what happens when Max and Chloe are on the road, it's really up to the player, to the way he created Max. And we gave him um, his own version of Max with the game. So it should be, at least to my point of view, it should be in the player's imagination to think what they do next. Will they get married? Will they get sure. together? Will they split away uh, soon. 
that's that's something we didn't want to steal from the player is freedom to think about what happened next sure so, yeah <laughs> that makes sense and so that would be the criticism you took to heart you think did you Sorry? learn? You, did you learn anything from your criticism? Don't um, dodge the question no, no, no. from Yennefer. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yes, we learned that. Um, I think that f- if we make another game with choice and consequences, we could try to find a good story that could lead to more, more, more branchings in the endings. I don't think that this one was a good one to have, like sure. ten or fifteen endings. But maybe thinking about another story, another set of choices to make the really to have a really good way to have. Multiple multiple endings that doesn't steal anything from the player yeah. could be good for us. Um, did we learn some? We learned a lot of things. Uh, just trying to think about it. No, no, that's a good uh, one. That's a good. I mean, that's a good answer because it actually leads to a question. Sidebar: Do you feel yeah, yeah. like you've changed your company's fate in general? Like, do you think that you've seen the success with this something that was? personal episodic different right yeah. and like not that i'm saying I'm not, I'm not trying to knock remember me you know what i mean but this mm-hmm. is a very different game i mean do you guys see don't nod going more in this vein or do you see yourself all right we're gonna come back and make another triple a this um, kind of game da, 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 da. We, we have a different several teams we have two teams actually at don't nod mm-hmm. and right now another team with more people from remember me is working on vampire a game an action rpg for focus which is uh, more action, of course. Yeah, uh, but still have it's a. In the title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but still, it has a lot of storytelling. I know that for sure. Um, I don't know. We like to explore different genres, but we we are really loving storytelling. I think that story is really important in each of our projects. Even in Remember Me, even if it was an action game, there was still a big story behind it. Even if some of it got cut down at the end, and there is less story than we had in the beginning. Um. But on my side, on all the Life is Strange team, definitely we we want to pursue on, in this direction and improve what, uh, on what we did on Life is Strange and try to do this similar kind of game in even better. But okay. we'll try at least. <laughs> then I want to, now we're veering back to Life is Strange, sticking with the ending stuff. This is a question I had too, and I want to know your answer, and you better okay. say the right thing. I'll try. <laughs> Maca, Macadino94 over on kindoffunny.com slash four masks. What do you think is the true ending of the game. Is there a canonical ending to this game? That's a good question. No, to be honest, um, the true ending of the game is the ending the player is choosing. Mm-hmm. So whatever ending you choose, this is your true ending. There is no, there is not one ending more true than the other. Uh, if It wouldn't make any sense if there was, because our goal is really to push the player to make this final decision. So it wouldn't... It wouldn't be right if there was one 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 decision better that, than the this other. Is the thing, yeah. It's really the game is really here. Uh, the five episodes uh, actually uh, again that's something from the beginning. Every scene we had in the game, we did write them thinking about those endings. We knew mm. the endings mm. from the beginning, and everything that's in the game, in a, a big or, or lesser importance, is here to 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 create to shape your own character of Max and your relationship with Chloe in order to allow you to make this final decision. So the final decision you are taking is the canon one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what did you pick? Myself, I picked, um, I sacrificed Chloe. You're a monster. <laughs> I yeah. saved Chloe. And, I, and it was just one of those things, there was no guarantee. Like, she's, we're talking about it, and, you know, if you, if you let me go, this won't happen. I'm like, yeah, maybe. I still need to know how I got these supernatural powers. I'm not ready to bet the horse on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to do it. Didn't do it, Kevin. Kept her alive. We drove away in a truck. I like to think that we are together somewhere still. 
very happy. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's the canon ending for yeah. you. Yeah, it is the canon ending. And, um, no, for me, I, I, it was hard. But, you know, working on the game, it's, you, don't, you, you, you still don't have the same uh, connection. emotional connection. You know connection. everything, right? Yeah. yeah. You but, see all but the I, strings. When I replayed, when I played, uh, because I played the game a lot of time during yeah. the production, but I really, when I really played the game as one go after the release, I picked, I picked the Sacrifice Chloe ending. Um, I don't know, because for me, I think it, the way I created my max and the way I was thinking, it was my decision that was that make that makes made sense. But it was uh, heartbreaking. It so, was exactly. So I, I wasn't really sure even it even near tough. the end. It was tough for yeah. me, and like I immediately, of course, went back and replayed it and did the other ending. And I mean, I think you're lying to me. I think the true ending is saving Arcadia Bay. Of course, it's got no, the, no. It's got the better ending, no. the better cutscenes. No, it's not. It's better everything. It's, it's not. It it is. <laughs> I'm telling you, you don't know. You don't know how people are interpreting <laughs> your game. I'm interpreting it for you. But like, yeah, that was the thing of like. Oh, but yeah, uh, I uh, of course we had this criticism that um, the ending when Max and Chloe are leaving town is shorter, and that's right, it it is shorter. Yeah, mostly because we we did choose a song that was shorter <laughs> to, to 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 edit the ending. Like, yeah, it's how long the song is. We gotta do it. <laughs> um, we should have win. Maybe that's maybe something that we that was also we learned that we. Maybe we could have to find a way to make it a bit longer, but sure. with the song we had, uh, we we it was a good length, and I think that we still did put everything we wanted to put in it. So we maybe could have made made it longer with longer shots, and I don't know. But I I don't think that the fact that it's not the same length doesn't does really matter uh, because I don't know the. The length doesn't equal quality or, or content. I don't know. Sure, just as somebody yeah. who picked the right ending and then saw the wrong ending, and the wrong ending seemed like it got more meat on the bone, I was like, well, you screwed me there, over. There is no right or wrong I'm, no, wrong I'm telling you again, I've interpreted. <laughs> What's the right No, ending? you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. No, it's, it's, well, see, now you're, just, you're interpreting my question or my answer, whether it's right or wrong. That's on you. That's not on me. Um, oh, and maybe I don't, no, know, I don't know. I was thinking about what we've learned also about um, the critics. I know that also some players are um, thinking that we have a lot of loose ends in the end, mm. which might be true. So I don't know. We might in another project try to be a bit less blurry about some things, but maybe to explain what we did here. Well, that was one of the things people were talking about. I saw this comment. I don't think I made it on the actual thing, but they were talking about like the yeah. Prescott stuff in episode yeah, one yeah. didn't come back in full force by episode four. Um, so there was... One one thing that for the Prescott, uh, people are talking about that the Prescott knew about the storm, uh, which actually is not true, at least not true in the game. Uh, it's true that we had um, recorded lines for, for Nathan when, when he was uh, a bit out of his mind. He was saying something like, the storm is coming, I saw it. Uh, and that's something that since we're working on an episodic game with a really short production time, sometimes we are writing a lot of different lines for the characters when even when we are not completely sure of the final dialogue we will yeah. use just to have the recording because the recording sessions come quite early in the process and it will cost a lot of money to re-record line if, sure. if we are missing so we sure. are sometimes recording more and uh, making our decision after to I which one I can't believe use. it was all aliens Chloe you got stuff like that in there. just <laughs> yeah, cover yeah. your bases yeah, yeah. 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 exactly we, we had that <laughs> uh, and no about at a point yes it was we had this idea of um Hinting, hinting that Nathan might have had some vision about the storm too, but we felt that it wasn't working at all because it was it has no explanation. It sure. was a bit out of the, a bit out of nowhere. Like, uh, like it was. I think if we did that, it we would have went too far into the sci-fi and supernatural element. 
So we just really decided to not use that. So it's not part of the game. So Nathan never know about about this. Ne- he never knew anything about the storm. Even if we recorded the line, sure. we, it, it, it doesn't know about it. Uh, <laughs> but players did find this line. Um, it was used in one of the trailers, actually. Mm. So that's something that we wanted to change, but it was too late. Gotcha. And players did find also the, the un- unused line that uh, if you go on the PC version, you can find all the, 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 the recorded lines that we didn't use. So players found that and extrapolated that uh, we, we did cut something about the Prescott know, knowing about the storm. And actually, we did cut that, but they never knew about the storm. It was just a, a silly idea of uh, making some uh, possibility. some possibility of Nathan having, having, having some psychic powers sure. about stuff that would happen. But it wasn't good, so we did not use it. That Nathan, basically. man, he was a son of a bitch. I beat the shit out of him. Really? You know what I mean? I rewound it. I I beat the shit out of him and I rewound. Well, I didn't beat. You know what I mean? You let yeah, you yeah. let the beating happen. Rewound it. And you saw, beat it. You beat him again. You rewind. Exactly. You beat and him I again. saw how it really played okay. out, and I was like, "Nah, screw that. Rewind. Okay. Beat him up. <laughs> beat this kid to okay. a pulp." You're, you're nasty. I, you know what? He he had pushed. My, he pulled a gun on us. He yeah. pulled a gun again. Like that's not even the first time he'd pulled a gun in this yeah. timeline. And you you weren't you were not a bit sad about him in the final episode? No, no. no? By the end by that point I, like Victoria I'd come around on. Victoria I was like, okay. all right, you're okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Obviously Kate, that's obviously cool. I'm with, you know what I mean? But Nathan but, uh, was a piece I of I think garbage. that Nathan is an interesting character. We we love the writing for him. And um and I know again that people say that maybe we got rid of it too easily. Yeah. You know, even out uh, out of the picture. Like, yeah, yeah. like he dies uh, Outside, you yeah, just you, you don't just, know, exactly you don't know. Was, yeah. but that was um, when we did write this story arc from the beginning. We wanted to to have Nathan as a really uh, tragic uh, tragic mm-hmm, character, mm-hmm. and uh, so it made sense for 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 us to to have him die like this uh, out not out of the pictures. Uh, you know, it's uh, you have that sometimes in in movies where oh, sure. you you have the main character. Uh, I want. Oh, I shouldn't spoil any movie. Oh, it's spoiler cast, so we can't. Spoil. It's what movie are you about to spoil? I was uh, thinking about uh, No Country for Old Men. Okay, that's been out for a long time. That you're yeah. allowed to spoil. You know, you have you are following this main character. Yeah. And at a point, you are switching characters, and you s- just saw this character dead somewhere. You never don't don't even see how he died. Yeah. And that was I love this scene in the movie, and that was interesting for me because it shows that you can shift perspective and. You can also not give any resolution to a character to even have a stronger feeling on that, a stronger of doom, of impending doom mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. or fatality or I don't know. And and for Nathan, that's something we wanted to do. And maybe, I don't know, maybe it was not done perfectly. Maybe we could have done it better, I don't know. But we, I'm really happy with the scene um, in uh, when Max is driving through the storm and listening to the voicemail from Nathan. Yeah. Because basically you have his redemption at this moment. He's saying that, uh, he's sorry, that... Uh, he was manipulated and that he's really sorry about what he did. And he even tries to, to warn you. He, say, he says to Max, uh, uh, be careful, Jeffer- Jefferson you. is coming for you. Yeah, yeah. But when you have this message, it's too late. Jefferson right. was already coming for you. So even, even at this moment when it's Nathan Redemption, it's still too late. I, I, even what he did, is, uh, is useless. it's useless. So it's really poor Nathan. <laughs> okay, don't give him too much. You know, because that was the thing, is when I beat him up, or when Warren beats him up under my command, he's, I started feeling bad because he's sobbing and you're like, yeah. oh, okay, the kid has a problem. And I rewind it and then he just pulls the gun and he's a jerk. I'm like, no, get, this kid goes down. We go and then like, you can't leave me a voicemail. Yeah. Make it better. But now you say something interesting there that leads into a question from the forums. You talked about 
yeah, Nathan dies off camera. Okay, that's interesting. And then we're talking about the ending, people being upset with him. An interesting thing, again, because I've learned things today that I didn't even know people weren't unha- were unhappy about. Mr. Storm 2K wrote in and says, There's been a lot of talk among the Life is Strange community about how budget constraints affected the mm. final episode, especially one of the endings. Do you have any comments on that? And then he also chimes in. Also, thanks for making one of the best games of 2015. Thank so you. So he's, not, he's no. not that mad about no, it. No, he's th- just th- like, you know. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, so, um, no, yeah, actually, it's... Um, the game is extremely, extremely close to uh, the final story we had like almost two years ago. Um, we mo- the major changes we made is mostly adding stuff and not removing stuff. Um, of course, we had to take the budget into consideration, sure. but not while we were doing episode five. We took that into consideration when we were writing the game like two years ago. And gotcha. we, knew, we knew that we had this, this budget, which is... Uh, which is not uh, infinite, of course. Of we, course. Had, we had budget constraints, and um, so we we really want we really did write the game having this budget budget in mind. So uh, to put the naysayers arrest, it wasn't like you're doing episode five and like ah we're out of money. No, no, so no. Just no. Put we, two choices on the screen. No, no, no. We didn't we didn't run out of money for at this moment. And I know that people found out that there was uh, maybe a third ending um, because they're looking at the files. What was it? They, 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 they can read about hospital hospital ending. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. And actually it was, uh, again, it was something when we were writing the game. At a point, we we were uncompletely sure. Um, I don't know if I should say that. But, no, uh, say I could, it. no, you say it. You're, I, I you're saying say. it. Okay. We Give were, me the scoop. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, were, we were uncompletely sure if, um, if in the ending where you sacrifice Chloe, if Chloe should really be dead or if she should be mm. in, in a coma in the hospital. Sure. So that's why the ending was called hospital ending. But where we went finishing the writing, we knew that it, we needed to, to have Chloe die in order to the choice make sense. Sure. It's uh, too much it, of a cop out, right? Yeah, it, like, it, oh, it, you it, made it, the right choice yeah, yeah. and everything's still fine. Don't worry. Exactly. And yeah. if, if we did that, there would have been a good ending and a bad ending because mm. you, could, mm. you would have sacrificed Chloe. But in the end, everyone is alive and Chloe is even alive, gotcha. which, which was not working. Uh, so we really decided to to have the funeral scene, and I think in the files, because when you work on the games, there are some stuff that are made in the really really beginning, and the naming of the scenes was done with the really first version of the script when it was still hospital ending. Gotcha. So yeah, so that, there is no there, there was no third ending There's that no we did. No budget conspiracy. No, no, okay. there is no there was no third ending that we did cut. But yeah, the budget, of course, with a bigger budget, I I don't think that we would have different endings. I think that we would have a completely different game because we saw this game with the budget constraint and trying to write the story with that in mind and to have, because when you have a budget, you have a number of scenes, you have a number of characters, you can make stuff like that. So we worked, we worked with that in mind and this is the game we, we wanted to make with this budget. So I don't think that with more budget, you would have a different ending, you would have a whole different game. Sure, makes sense. <laughs> um, were you surprised by how many people were offended by the use of Hella? So many people. Why are they saying hello? Why they don't talk like this? And I'm playing the oh, yeah. game, and I'm like, oh, this, uh, Chloe talks like Tim. That's how Tim talks, and everybody oh. in the, is like, nobody talks like this. No, awesome, this is, that's cool. Yeah, um, yeah, we were. That's something that was a bit, I don't know, disappointing for us um, at the release of episode one because there was some. Of course, we were really happy by by the reception of episode one. Sure, uh, the critics were good. I think we had a seventy-five or seventy-six Metacritic for episode really? one. And, and that seems low. This is a great game. Yeah, Get but, it together, uh, Metacritic. but but for 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 a first episode or a first game with new IP, I think it was really good. Okay. And at episode five, we have eighty four, I think, or something. So it, nice, it was nice. it, it was coming, it, kept, it kept, kept kept ramping uh, ramping uh, at every episode. But for episode one, some of the harsher critics uh, we had in 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 medias 
where about uh, the the Hela? <laughs> <laughs> Mostly, uh, which which was a bit um, yeah disappointing for us because um, Christian Divine, our writer, is from San Francisco and and he lives in uh, like. He spent four to five months in Portland each year. There so you he's go. living between... That, see, that's why it makes sense to me. And in, Somebody in, living in, in San Francisco for yeah. eight years and going up to the Pacific yeah. Northwest. I was like, yeah, and, that's how and, people talk. And that's something that we we deliberately asked him. Uh, we asked him. I, I asked him to really work on using words from this part of the United States. Sure. Um, even if, you know... I don't know. I think that if you look at TV shows... Uh, for example, you have TV shows for major networks, which will never use any curse word. Mm-hmm. And... And pe- people doesn't say that it doesn't feel right, but it's, it doesn't feel right because people are using curse words every, every day. So I guess that sometimes people are getting used to um, to listening to TV, to some movies, to stuff where sometimes uh, the language is uh, is heaven. I don't know. Is a you bring it back too close to the medium, right? Yes, Wherever you yeah, are, there's to, these yes, extremes. To a, to a common denominator or yeah, something, yeah. and you are used to. To listen to that in in some TV TV shows or movies, and it, it gets into your head that that's the standard way of speaking. And we wanted still to use um, some of the lingo and some of the words that are only used in Oregon and North California. Yeah. Um, after that, I think that maybe we made some mistakes that uh, we might have overused it. Uh, we might have maybe pushed a bit too more the, uh, those those words, and maybe even sometimes it could have. A bit archety- archetype, archetypal, or I don't know. Uh, I don't know if 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 if, is you, if, if you're using Hela uh, as much as Chloe or. Oh no, Tim uses it more. Okay, <laughs> Tim, you say Hela a lot. Yeah, we made we one of the first shirts we ever sold that said Hela on it. Okay, Tim says it so much. Okay, so that's. But awesome. then nobody bought it because nobody uh, likes that word. At <laughs> so that that's cool, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and that's also something I think we wanted to do is, uh, um, you know, to create good character. Not maybe maybe not good characters, but to create characters that can be remembered for, you also need to to find them a, a different way of speaking. I know that in French, I'm using some words that nobody uses because it's some oh, sure. some some words I use from my youth, or I don't know, and I still use them because I like them. Yeah. Even if people don't use them, and sometimes people are laughing at me for those words. So I think that we did the same for Max and Chloe. They have their own words that they like to use, even if others are not using it, and. And what's funny is that we had those critics in episode one, but in episode two and three, I've seen at least players uh, saying that they were expecting Chloe to say Hela because it's Chloe. Yeah. And, and, and without the Hela, it's not the same character. Well, that's so, why it works so well in the alternate timeline. Yeah. Right. When you go yeah. in and you say Hela and she's like, I don't oh man, I haven't heard that word yeah. forever. I hate that word, whatever she says. Yeah, that was a, that, I think it, it made sense for the writing, but that was also a nod to to the community and to, sure. the, and to the critics uh, because that's also the, the advantage of Episodic is that we are listening to critics we are looking at the players uh, at, at the reaction and we can make some inside jokes with them or some nod to the community we did the same with the infamous bottle puzzle uh, <laughs> in episode 5 uh, we had a, a collectible so it's completely um, uh, optional but in the nightmare scene uh, you have to find again five bottles to have. Uh, like, no, to I have know I'm in hell. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and it completely made sense for us because we knew that we uh, we fucked up a bit with uh, with the puzzle of the bottles in episode two. It was too complicated. We should have maybe have six or seven or eight bottles in in the junkyard, Extra bottles, and, and yeah, you yeah. should just find five. Or it was de- definitely a mistake on our part, and we knew that the players were. Uh, not happy about it, and that it caused some headaches for for some of the players. So we we saw that if Max is in a nightmare, 
as a player is in a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. We should maybe bring that again. <laughs> no, it was a great touch, and I liked it a lot. When I went back to get the picture, because what yeah, how yeah. it worked for me is I was going and I found one bottle because yeah. I'm on like the optimal path, and then I got there and I put it down. I'm like. Oh, this Come is on. the photo. And I'm like, I'm not going back. Because I had done it all without getting caught the first time. Yeah. And so then when I went back just to trophy whore it out, and I got caught, and then remembered that I can rewind time, I was like, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> I could have been getting every one of these bottles right here. You know what yeah. I mean? But in the nightmare, I didn't even think to do it. So, yeah. yeah. Is that the biggest thing you think? Is that the best example you can think of something you changed based on the criticisms you were getting while um, the game was coming out? No, basically, what we did also is um, in episode four, the, the scene, if, if Kate is alive, in episode four, if you. You can go back in. You go back into the hospital and see Kate. Yeah. Uh, ba basically, uh, at the beginning, we had cut this scene for budget issues. Uh, we and uh, when we saw that the players were loving Kate so much, we we tried to put back the scene and we, nice. we did we did put it back. Awesome. So we, without the without the players' reaction, we wouldn't have this scene in episode four. Which uh, which which would have been a shame because I love the scene, but really uh, nice, yeah. but we thought that it was something that we could cut for. Or maybe easing the production, but then we we worked hard uh, a bit over time to, sure to bring it thrilled. back. <laughs> I've been making this game forever. Uh, another question I found interesting that is over on kindoffunny.com slash forum uh, is Brotherhood93 chimes in and says, there was an interesting discussion on this forum about whether Max is bisexual and if she is then, I'm sorry, and if she is then, is she writ? I'm going to clean this up. Is she written to be bisexual, or is that something decided by the player? If that makes sense, he's saying, and that's what we're talking about. Where we're totally putting... makes sense. Okay. Um, basically, we we did write Max um, a bit not as a blank character because she's not blank, but uh, at a quite um, neutral character where every player could put some of his own uh, personality and and memories and 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 soul in in her. And uh, we did write her uh, as a... Uh, she's questioned... I, of course, I, I, I guess that when you're a teenager, you, you have those moments where you, you're questioning uh, yourself. And we really wanted the player to decide if she's bisexual or, or not. Sure. And so basically, it's up to the player. But we really tried to write her that, in a way that could work with both. Right. Um, and, and yeah, that's the same thing that I said before. Is Really, I think that when I, when I look at uh, the player's reaction, I think it worked because... I've seen so many players who are completely rooting for Pricefield, like Max, Max and <laughs> Chloe, they will be together. And that's great because that's something that we wanted for them to be able to do with their choice, with the way they're playing, with their relation with Chloe. And on the opposite, if you are not rooting for that, the way you're playing, you can also think that it's only the best friendship ever. Yeah, and that was like Ben back to the comparison of me and the girlfriend, right? Yeah. Like she came out after I had already kissed Chloe. And she was like, mm. "Oh, like I didn't. Do, that's not, this isn't how my relationship yeah, with her went. Of course, you know I mean they were best friends, whereas yeah, I was pushing yeah, them to be romantic exactly. partners. So yeah, that that was our goal, really, to have the the player have the possibility to to do that in one way or the other. Okay, uh, I want to close out with two reader questions. The first one is a three part one. <laughs> okay, good. Fire Blend wrote in, and I wasn't going to use any of these questions, but Fire Blend says I registered here just so I could ask the following questions. So that was an easy way to get your <laughs> questions read, and they're pretty cool. Like, so number one, what does Justin's shirt say at the beginning of episode one? I must one. know. It's the one that looks like a Jaws shirt, except it isn't. Exactly. So um, it is exactly. Uh, it says prawns, and it's uh, of course it's a uh, it's a um, it's a 
Shrimp. It's a it's a shrimp. It's a big shrimp, and it's an Easter egg of, of the Joe's poster. Gotcha. And that's something. Um, it's um, our main concept artist, uh, Edouard Kaplan. He did a lot of those cool posters and T-shirts, and he came up with a lot of ideas. He's also the guys who created uh, Hot Dog Man. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, that's a that's a, a shirt he made, and I, I just love it. Okay. <laughs> Number two, what was your or the team's favorite poster out of all the ones scattered around the school grounds? Because you have you have posters yeah, all over the place. There is so many. Um, I think. Basically, so I might take a long time to answer that. I love environmental storytelling. So for us, it's um, life is fun. It's a game. So you're playing a game. So mm-hmm. there, is, there is a need of inter- there is interactivity everywhere. And to because I know that some people say that uh, it's not a game. It's a walking simulator, etc., etc. I hate that shit. But I, I I don't I don't care actually. Uh, it's uh, it's okay. But I think that anyway, since you're controlling your character, controlling the camera, and going well everywhere you want. It's a game. You have yeah. full control of how you are making the, the story evolve at your own pacing, etc. So we really wanted to have a lot of intricate details in the environment. So you can go... So that's why there is so many interactions that are not mandatory for the main story. But we really wanted them to... All of them to bring some secondary, tertiary uh, layers of, of narrative to the story. So that's why there is so many posters and objects and stuff to look at and to listen Interact to. Interact with to, and get little yeah, bits, yeah. And listen to what Max is thinking about, which can bring some more... Uh, perceptions of Max characters or more story about secondary characters. And so for those posters, um, I think my favorite one, it's a, it's a creepy one. It's, um, it's uh, the, the one of the posters in, uh, in the dark room in, in episode four. <laughs> the creepiest place. Great. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I love this place. Well, it's not creepy. I don't know. <laughs> um, it's uh, one of the, the, the anime poster, uh, which basically um, I saw that it would great with within the theme of, of Jefferson and Nathan uh, and this is this um, this pictures of a girl uh, oh, tearing up uh, her, her throat neck, with yeah. uh, with tentacles coming uh, coming out of, out of her throat and it was a uh, an homage a nod to the um, uh, Hiroguro Japanese uh, style of uh, of mangas with um, authors like Junji Ito for example and and so it's uh, again it's Edouard who wrote this one and when I asked him to I said to him, oh, you should do a, we should do a Hiroguro, uh, Hiroguro uh, type of poster. And then I showed him a lot of references and he was, what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to draw. I don't want to do this. I don't want to draw that. But I think that in the end, he, he drew something that's perfectly uh, in line with, with what, what I wanted to have in the game. So that's For really, sure really what cool. Jefferson and Nathan would like. Yeah. 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 And Freaks. another one, uh, something I love with the posters, we have a lot in, in the campus, in the high school, is that we were able to put a lot of Really small details in, in those. For example, there is one poster for the next game of the um, uh, of the of the sports Arcadia team. Bay sport team of the yeah. of the Bigfoot, and it says that one of the next next game is um, the Bigfoot uh, against um, the Arcadia Bigfoot uh, against the Sunnydale Razorbacks, and the Razorbacks is the, the football team in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we could make some small nods to, to TV shows we love in in, in ways like that. Right. And then the final question from Fireblend. Did you, and this is, I agree with this one a thousand percent. Okay. You said Square Enix made you make no changes to the game. Did you or anyone from the team actually think the Final Fantasy Spirits Within is one of the best sci-fi films ever made? So, yeah, actually. Some, Get the fuck out. Someone did. So it's, uh, it's uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, Christian Divine, our, our, our writer. Yeah. And uh, so he doesn't say it's the best sci-fi game. He said that is one of the best no, sci-fi, yeah. uh, not game, movie. Movies, one of yeah. the best sci-fi movie ever made. So it may be in his top 10 or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he really loves it. That was like the one That's part of that. And like, I cracked up because that was like one of those Easter eggs you're talking about. Even and before no, you have criticism. No, no, right? it's not. Uh, even, even Square Enix asked us to 
are you sure you want to push that? Because they <laughs> you felt... don't want to do this. You don't know how people no, no, are going to respond. No, no, it's not that because they, they felt that maybe people, player would say that it was Square Enix who asked us sure. to put that. But no, they did not ask anything. It was Christian who really wanted to talk about it. All right, and to, to his defense, uh, I really, I, I quite enjoyed uh, Final Fantasy: The Spirit Within. I think it's, it's a bad rap. I think it's underrated. Okay. I think it's it has a lot of good points. Okay. I, I, maybe I wouldn't put it in my Your best, best sci-fi best movie list, but uh, yeah, yeah. I would say that it's better than people are acknowledging it for. Okay. Everyone give it another <laughs> watch and let us know. Uh, <laughs> final reader question comes from Amir. It says, are there any ideas that you're already thinking about for your next project? Will it be similar in scope to Life is Strange or not? Such as keeping with the episodic type of rollout narrative-driven experience. You already said, like, your team, right? Yeah. Your t- so, you like the narrative. So, so that's, um, that's a question that's hard to answer because... Um, of course, it's too early about to speak about anything that comes next in, in the Life is of Strange course, uh, franchise. We, we'd love to, to make another Life is Strange, but that's up to... You need to see that with Square Enix, and it's really too early to talk about it. But something that we told already, and that, uh, that, I, that seems important for me, is that we've, we've said that um, in season one, we, we really told the story of Max and Chloe. And the main story of... Of, of those characters to, to me is, is finished. Um, so if we have the chance to make another, another, another season or something, uh, what's sure is that we would love to explore other characters within the same universe. It doesn't mean that we won't have links, sure. but, but with still a new cast and new main characters. Gotcha. But it's too early to talk about it. Of course, of course. <laughs> but but we have a lot of ideas. So, I mean, yeah, and it's too early to talk about it, but like without, and this isn't me fishing at all, Without <laughs> spoiling what you're working on or anything, like, wh- where are you guys at with that? Like, d- was there, like, for this limited edition collector's edition, which is out this week, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's today uh, okay, for the American version and in two days for the European version. Okay. So, I mean, was there more to do for this or yeah. was your team able to move over? No, we, we, we still had a lot of work on uh, on this because we, we also have a Japanese version coming out on March. Okay. So we, there was still work on the Japanese localization and, and bug fixing and always... Uh, adjustment to the menu, stuff like that, to go with uh, the, the new set of characters. So there is still work. On the box version, we did a director's commentary with Raoul. Mm-hmm. So it was a, like two or three days of shooting with a lot of us talking while playing the game and then a lot of editing to find the, to make this fit into the, the size and the budget we have. Sure. So it took a lot of time. Um, we are doing interviews like this right now, so there is still a lot of work. So I'm holding you back from making exactly, another game. Exactly, I apologize. Exactly. Uh, no, so yes, there is still work for... for on Life for, is for, On Life is Strange. Gotcha. And of course, we are also taking uh, a bit of the time left we have to... Yeah, yes, to start to brainstorm and to advance on, 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 on what's next. And at some point you're taking a breath, right? People are relaxing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, 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 took, we took some vacation too because the, the game was released, the final episode was released at the end of uh, October, so... I took a lot of vacation in October and December, uh, November, uh, October and November, and other the other team members took the same kind of vacation at the end of the year. So, gotcha. Yeah, we had to we had to to sleep a bit. <laughs> you you you've earned it. You deserve it. Thanks. <laughs> no, thank you Th- again. Thank you so much for Life is Strange. And tell, make sure you tell everybody back home. Just amazing work. Yeah, Such I'll a great t- game. T- tell all the team. And no, uh, um, and if there's a chance, I would really like to thank uh, you guys, <laughs> everyone from the community, because really, uh, I've been working on games before but this game i think that we have the best community ever uh, i mean even looking on reddit or, or twitter or tumblr sometimes of course people are arguing but it's really really mature it's uh i i didn't see any trolling or well that was the thing about all the comments here even the ones people, who are like, I didn't are, like yeah. anything, they were nice and respectful yes people are really nice uh, and are helping helping together i've seen you know on the on the life is strange reddit 
you have sometimes people who are just honest enough to explain some of their own teenager issues. Sure. And the other people are not laughing, laughing at them. They are mm. actually helping them. And it's incredible because, you know, usually on video games, message, message board, it's not that nice. And yeah. I think that we have really one of the best community we could wish for. So if we can make another game, we're really hoping that the community will, uh, will like it and we will do our best to work with that. Well, that sounds great. <laughs> uh, everybody, Life is Strange, limited edition out right now. Back there, we have the vinyl. Uh, you're going to sign everything. Okay. We're going to give it away. I'll okay. pick two comments from the comments on this here YouTube video. So go below. Tell me your favorite Life is Strange moment. I'll pick your comments. Then YouTube message you. So you got to check your YouTube messages. Uh, and then we'll send you either the game or the record. And then the rest will be given away over on twitch.tv slash... No, no, that's not right. Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games for a little show we do called Colin and Greg Live each and every week. Michelle, awesome. thank you for everything. Oh, thank you so much for having me here. Please stop doing interviews and go finish the game. Okay. Go get every. Go work on your next game. Get just stop doing oh, interviews be, before finishing, starting, and yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Finish this game off. Yeah. Be done yeah, with yeah. it. Okay. The Japanese version and okay. start on Life is Strange Two. Oh yeah. All about Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, thank you so much. Until it's next really time, cool. it's been our pleasure to serve you. Thanks. Bye bye, everyone. Thanks. <laughs>